This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Have you reanimated another corpse that has turned on you in vengeance for breaking the laws of nature and God? Are you tired of ungrateful spouses that constantly complain about being resurrected into the hell of being half alive and half dead? Well, then it's time to call Deanimators. At Deanimators, we send out the best, most experienced specialist in snuffing out life that was never meant to be. Whether your problem is a stitched together patchwork monster or just the disembodied head of your fiance, Deanimators will come to your house and dispose of those pesky problems. Just go to deanimators.com and request a free quote. If you use code HMT at checkout, you get a free beaker. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello, Hello. welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I'm Bryce Hansen, the host that's not like those other hosts that hurt you. And with me as always is... <laughs> Professor David Day. I am the foremost expert in the scare known as... All right. If you're new to Horror Movie Talk, just want to let you know we have a website called HorrorMovieTalk.com. There we have links to all, all our social media. So if you like what you hear, you can contact us and let us know what you think. We post new episodes every Wednesday um, very consistently. And um, if, again, if you end up liking it, please subscribe. And whether you like it or not, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a great show today. We're going to be talking about a movie that you can't really see, but I was kind of excited to talk about anyways. Um, you can't see it yet. Let's be clear. Just just not Well, not you, can, you can see it, but it's the level of difficulty is a little higher than most of the movies that we cover. Yeah. So, so gonna, far. So far. Yeah. We're going to be talking about The Brain That Wouldn't Die 2020. 2020. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, 5 being a perfectly average film, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. 
After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on, we'll do a couple segments. This episode is special because we get to interview the filmmakers of The Brain That Wouldn't Die. And then later we'll play a round of taglines. Oh, baby. Perennial favorite. Oh, shit. I I had some. I forgot all about taglines. (laughs) Of course you did. Perennial forgetting minute. Taglines is one that we know is like probably one of our laziest bits. And so we feel a little, little guilty about doing it very often we used to do it a lot more often but i have had at least one person on social media recently that said they love tagline so i thought i'd throw it in to this episode okay cool yeah and Uh, and not only that this one is is rife for taglines yeah this is uh yeah so like i said this is a different kind of episode you can't see this movie yet in wide release well not at least with some difficulty it's This was a feature that I saw in the Portland Horror Film Festival, which was a virtual event where they streamed the movies and the Q&As and stuff. It was pretty cool. We we had an announcement for it, but I I don't know how many people went. Um, Out of that festival, this was by far my favorite. This will eventually be available for streaming probably at the end of the year after it makes the festival run. They're going to a lot of festivals, so... If there is like a film festival or a horror film festival close to you, keep an eye out. It's probably it will going. probably be there. This is this is one of one of the better uh, films that you'll probably ever see at a horror film right. festival. Right. It's a. I mean, we really steer clear of independent horror. Yeah, and for we've, a reason. We just we've we, gotten burned. You, you don't kick a guy when they're down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't. You don't punch down. We had early on... I like the idea that we're above them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are very... um, We're very popular. David, we're tastemakers in in horror movie, in the horror movie community. Um, Thank you, Daddy. Tastemakers. So, uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, early on... Probably most of the, our listeners haven't listened to the very early episodes. One of them was Spiral, not Spiral 2020 or 2021, whenever it's going to come out with Chris right, Rock. Right, right, right. This is another Spiral that the filmmaker reached out to us on Facebook and was like, hey, I just created this new independent monstrosity. We would love it if you reviewed it. And we were so delighted that someone reached out to us and asked us to review that we were like, Wow. We get to review it before it gets released on Amazon. And uh, and after that, it was never again. And we realized, like, well, that's not something we want to do because we just shit on this filmmaker's movie because it was very, very bad. And we <laughs> he asked us personally to do it. So we felt a little bad, and it just wasn't enjoyable. And then it turns out uh, a lot of independent filmmakers will reach out to anyone and everyone that will listen. And ask them to watch their movie and review it. You've never met a salesman like like someone who has made a low-budget horror movie. Yeah. They and, are everywhere. And more power to them. I, you know, we are quote-unquote creators. Like, doing any kind of creative endeavor, I applaud. Yeah. And uh, I think it's great. Some stuff has higher difficulty than a podcast, and therefore if it's harder can, to get the higher quality. If you can get by on the, uh, yeah, if you if if your shit 
can stand on its own, that's very impressive. It's hard to make a thing that can stand on its legs. Yeah, and this, in this. my opinion, is one of those. Yeah, um, definitely. With a few little... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the trailer. A doctor defying science's cautions. I can save them. I know I can. He's dead. Then what have you got to lose? A woman defying society's conventions. I can promise you one thing. Your grandchildren won't be test tube babies. A happy couple with a promising future. And the cruel twist of fate that changed their lives forever. There's been a terrible accident. I've got to save her. Her? What have you got in here? Now, for the first time in Dazzling Technicolor, a film so shocking you won't believe it until you've seen it. Lies deceive me. The brain that wouldn't die. Let me die. Let me die. Her head kept alive by experimental science, by a man whose abnormal passions inspired him to try the impossible. I've got to go and find a body for Jan. How do you intend to do that? There are ways. There are ways. His search for a perfect body threatens every beautiful woman who crosses his path. Exotic dancers, swimsuit contestants, and pinup models like this woman here all are prey to his distorted desires. Come now, Doris. Do I look like a liar to you? Starring Patrick Green, Rachel Perel Foskett, Jason Reynolds, Mia Allen, David Withers, and featuring Robert Blanche as Detective Mancini. You only delay the inevitable. Sooner or later, the truth is going to rear its ugly head. The brain that wouldn't die. Coming soon to a drive-in near you. I love that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I love that laugh. <laughs> uh, that every time yeah, made me made really me there's a lot of really good selling mm-hmm. of the concept of this movie. I yeah, I mean you're you're holding it close to the vest what you're going to say. So I'm kind of curious what what you're going to say. Oh, but, it's nothing earth-shattering um, or anything like that. The brain that wouldn't die tells the story of a mad scientist/surgeon Bill Cortner as he tries to defy the laws of nature and resurrect the dead. In a tragic car accident, Bill's wife, Jan, is decapitated, and he rushes to save her head with With science. While Jan's disembodied head begs to die, Bill and his lab assistant, Kurt, search far and wide for the perfect replacement body for his wife, preferably one with big old titties up top. Okay. Uh, um, The brain that wouldn't die is a loving remake of the 1962 film which was actually filmed in 1959, I found out, um, of the same name, The Brain That Wouldn't Die. You might recognize it from Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's a like one of the classic images of the, the uh, woman's head yeah. on a table yeah. in the lasagna dish. Um, they, they definitely lambasted it. It's a classic episode of that. But also, it's just... A great image. You'll you'll recognize it if you see the trailer. This film is surprisingly faithful to the original with a lot of the original dialogue. I didn't realize how close it was, but I've seen just clips very of close. the original. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very close. Um, but it has a distinctly more humorous tone. Yeah. It's a little more self-aware. It's a... The first 20 minutes of this film specific, specifically made me go, 
they watched every Mel Brooks movie a million times. Right. I, I mean... The, I'm glad you said that. It's so... It is so, so close to Mel Brooks's not only style, his delivery and style, right, uh, in his in in his writing, but also the the acting for it is yes. is just it comes through. It's like a loving tribute to Mel Brooks. Yes, that's the, the first twenty or thirty minutes of this thing. Yeah, my exact sentiments. I said it's in the realm of B movie homage comedy horror films like reanimator and young frankenstein it's unbelievable it i mean it feels a lot like fe- young frankenstein it feels a lot like young frankenstein it feels a lot like men in tights it feels a lot like uh it, like space balls mm-hmm. and um and uh what's that one the the world one i can't remember oh, history, like, history of the world history part of the one. world it feels it feels very mel brooks yeah not like a ton of like overt gags, but a lot of sight gags. Yes, a yeah. lot, lot of gags, but not like it's. It's more like, yeah, Young Frankenstein and Reanimator. It's like they take it serious. Yes, but it's definitely winking at you. There is a thing that some Mel Brooks movies do, and Young Frankenstein is a better example of of this movie because it doesn't do what I'm about to describe mm-hmm. these Mel Brooks mo- movies doing. The, uh, do you remember like the Looney Tunes uh-huh. where they were getting paid per bit? They would get paid per, the writers would get paid per, per, per gag, per gag uh-huh. in, in these things. So, I didn't know that. But. So they, so the result would be this just gag after gag, 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 gag. Yeah. And, um, and some Mel Brooks movies feel very right. chock full of just a visual and then a written and then a visual and then a written and 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 um and so it comes out feeling kind of like a looney tune but this not not quite so much like, like more like young frankenstein right. where it's taken seriously it is really an homage to the original frankenstein right and it's just a kind of a nod to the camera like, yeah <laughs> you get it we're doing a thing <laughs> yeah um so yeah definitely right there i mean it might sound like hyperbole to compare it's this, not this movie to those greats because those are like the top tier reanimator young frankenstein are like the top tier b movie like Homage. homages yeah um but this movie is genuinely funny it's like really has a lot of great gags in it yeah it has some great gags in it and um and it's i mean the acting is a phenomenal right yeah uh, is really very very good um and and but the the one spot where it doesn't hold up is just obviously the budget and the set pieces do not hold up I'm, to I'm so glad you brought this up do not stand up to you know Mel Brooks this is the mo one of the most interesting things I found out and it was answered this I found out this in the Q&A at Portland Horror Film Festival um, you'll think this is very impressive. How well they pulled off this film with an estimated $80,000 budget. To give you a sense of how little that is, the original, filmed in 1959, had a budget of an estimated $62,000. Wow. So... Yeah. And oh, with, for inflation. With that's inflation, that is over, over half a million dollars yeah, yeah. In, 2000, in 2020 dollars, which when you put it in that frame, it is very impressive. Yeah. I mean, um, it's definitely it's. 
I mean, I guess it's it's impressive how well they did with such a small. I mean, that's a really small budget for now. Yes, obviously, um, but the but also it's also impressive how good of a movie you can make. You know, that basically stands up and a little better than the original. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things working in their favor. You know, there's, you know, the the cost of, of cameras and all that kind of stuff, drastically lower. Yeah. Um, cost even, of editing. Editing is much lower. There's no I mean, development. Plastic set pieces are ubiquitous and cost nothing now, um, you know, um, versus things you probably had to fabricate back then. Or green for, screens. or Yeah, and green screens all over the place it allows you to achieve... Uh, as you know, the onset feel without actually having to basically do much other than edit for an hour or two. So, yeah, I mean, but nevertheless, it is it is an impressive uh, result. Like the final product is not you can't a real a real douchey douche could uh, snub their nose at this, but I don't think they'd want to. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, you can see the the restraints of the budget, but it's one of those things where how people react to restraints in in a budget or what they can shoot or like who's available really like sets apart good directors from bad directors, yes, or good productions from bad productions because they if they make it work and it doesn't distract you too much, you know what this felt like was a the most impressively expensive dinner theater you've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, this could definitely be pulled off in a stage play. Right. Easily. Yes. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's, not easily, but it definitely had... It, it had yeah, the, that... The set dressing was very reminiscent of a stage. And it was intentionally, um, ironically, kind of vaudevillian and overacted mm-hmm. and and a little hammy and it and it and and it would lend itself very well to the stage. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's this could be a musical no problem. No problem. Yeah. So uh, the acting is great. The lead especially played by Patrick Green is pitch perfect. Yeah, dude like, kills it. Absolutely great. Um and the rest of the cast really sells the serious but not serious tone of the movie. It's like a really great example of a respectful and like like seriously taken comedy mm-hmm. like they know that they're trying to make it funny but they don't it's not horror they don't like <laughs> they don't look at the camera when they're making a joke that's right. that's like what might separate mel brooks from this because mel brooks will have breaking the fourth wall moments yeah, all, all the time yeah I don't remember any specific in this one. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. They they have the... I don't know. I don't think, though. I, I, don't, think so. I don't think they ever broke the fourth wall in the this. The one that you could make an argument for is they do show clips from the original. Yeah. The brain yes. that wouldn't die, and they react to it. Touche. That is... The, that's the fourth... That's the thing that, in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, well, there was something. Yeah. Um, so... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Score for this movie. Um, I'm not... I don't think I'm being overly generous. Um, for... For all the important things mm. that that make it what it is, like I give it a score of eight out of ten. Wow, yeah, I mean that's a that's a tremendous score because I don't feel like we're um, I don't feel like we're ever uh, too generous. I don't think you could accuse us of being no. too generous. Um, maybe me more so than you. I right. think I'm uh, typically more. Imp- I'm more skeptical of things being able to be good and then more impressed when they pull something off right. to a minor degree. And you're, you're kind of the um, inverse of that. Right. Um, I don't agree with the eight out of 10 score just in terms of my enjoyment. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you why. And this is the thing that I've been um, kind of keeping close to the vest this whole time is um, this movie could have been an eight or a nine for me. It, it just really, it really went way too long. I mean, for, and it lost my interest in definitely, the, it's very safe to say the last 20 minutes I did not. I, there was so much in that, in that last third act that oh, was just, and, and a lot of the second act too, um, that could have just been really left on the, on the floor of the editing room because um, the, it was, it just became the, the, the quick quirk, uh, quippy pace of the whole thing at the start. And for the first half of the movie was brilliant, really, mm-hmm. really did a strong right. job. And then it started um, and then it just kind of got long and, uh, and two, and it just kept going back to this same mechanic. I'm looking for a girl. I'm looking for a girl. I'm looking for a girl. And it's like, okay, I just don't care that much. You get, you yeah. achieved it. Uh, and, uh, and so it really did uh, start to disappoint me towards the end. I'd, I'd say I'd, I was kind of struggling with this last night and this morning. I'd, I'd say it, the first half of this movie was an easy eight. And uh, the second half was a f- four or five. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the thing with you. I mean, not to not to be. No, too, it is my thing. It is my thing. It, if you get bothered by length, you get really bothered by it. Yeah, like I, you, it upsets me when things when it's like just sit down and watch a movie four times. And then just <laughs> and it's it's part it's, part of it is we had to watch two movies this week and this is no that that might have had something to do with no it. it did not no it absolutely did not have anything to do with it um, if anything I mean length always bothers me um, when things run too long it it irritates me because it's so 
it's so critical to, right. to have to have good editing in in writing and in movies. It's just is the most important thing. And and if you can't keep cutting it down to sure, I mean, there's there's things that they could definitely cut. They did add some stuff to the movie that wasn't in the original, but I think the stuff that they added was good. But yeah, I can see how you could make an argument. But that being said, it's not a long movie. It's an hour and forty minutes, which is like by modern standards is pretty like no it's not tight. a it's not a long movie but for what it is it is a right. long movie yeah i mean i think the original was probably an hour 20 and this was an hour 40 it would make sense to be an hour <clears throat> 20 yeah this 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 film could have been uh, i I'd, I'd say i'd say it sits at either a high 6 or a low 7 for me and that's still yeah, still that's pretty not that, that's not that 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 far from from 8 yeah it's still pretty it's pretty good but yeah, yeah. uh the the end really did kind of sour me on it see the my counterpoint to that is it is an homage of those 50s horror movies that that's like a feature yeah it's like yeah, it amen. goes it goes on like too long yeah. of like okay we get it like you've set up the the premise is the most uh, interesting part and like and then they have to figure out what to do with the rest of the movie and they don't really know <laughs> Right. They kind of have. They kind of wander around. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, I think we both agree that it's a good movie, though. Yeah. I, I it's would, enjoyable. Look, I, uh, it was, it was my wife's birthday yesterday as we record this. And, um, <clears throat> and we had a very nice day. And this movie really did cap it off nicely i uh you know a lot of times a lot of times i'll have to i'll have to watch it's such a fucking uh job to be a a horror movie reviewer uh um that's me being stupid it's it's a pretty sweet deal but you know when it's uh when it is something you do on a weekly basis it does it can't and and your significant other doesn't have to it can become a little bit of a bore for them you know they're like what do we have to watch tonight you know because we're both sitting at the same TV. What are we watching? And I, I told her I could watch this on my phone. She's like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it'll just be too heavy. You know, you get you get a movie in there that's, that just leaves a real rotten taste in your mouth or yeah. something like This was delightful. Both of us enjoyed it and we're laughing and, until she fell asleep for the last half um, mm-hmm. and which she, it's not a remark on the movie. She does that every night. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a good, it was a good cap to the day. Yeah. It, this was felt like I I've been watching space balls and it felt like fucking, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is an accurate yeah. redo it, of it Melbourne. really, it also capped off Portland horror film festival. Like it was the last feature of the festival. And I'll tell you what, so so that's the thing that stands out to me, too, because, again, we're not huge fans of independent horror. And so for for me to go to the Portland Horror Film, F- Film Festival, like, you watch the movies and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a budget thing and they're doing their own thing. It's different than mainstream. And some of it is pretty quality, but to be honest, like, it doesn't maintain my attention that much. And most of the time I was like on reddit while i was watching yeah the stream this one like i was had already like gotten to the groove of like i have it on in case we want to comment on it um but i'm still kind of distracted this one pulled me out and was like i hear things that are very very funny i'm like that is 
Yeah. That's great. And like even even with my attention split, this was a great movie. And then I rewatched it for this episode with 100% attention and it's still great. Yeah. It it, it was even better. Yeah, normally independent horror, it's kind of And there's the blockage. <laughs> Big sausage. It is. It's like a big sausage of shit. <laughs> <laughs> sausage of shit. Uh, um, n- no, uh, no offense to anyone. No offense. People, there's some people and some podcasts that absolutely love every attempt at horror yeah. and like will appreciate every little God bless choice, them. every little difference of you know some slasher. And it's just not, just not interesting enough for me. But this one was great. Pulled, pulled it off really. Okay, so let's uh, just briefly do some internal business. You know, I don't know if you are a longtime listener or you just listen to us talking about um, a movie that you haven't seen for the first time. Um, but we do have ways to monetize this free podcast that we put out and put a lot of effort into one of those main things that can get you a lot of value is our patreon page go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and we've got a lot of cool um perks for different tiers the most popular one is probably our after pod where we leave the mics running and talk about various and sundry topics personal stuff and and unfinished conversations from the podcast um, that you can check out and lots of other perks that you that might be of interest yeah, you to can you. also vote on one movie a month with other patrons to see you know what to to guide our ship and determine what we watch yeah a lot of people have suggestions for for movies for us to watch and there's only you know we only have room for 52 a year yeah and so it's pretty pretty limited pretty tight but if you really want to have specific input there's a way to do that with patreon um also if you like horror movies you should check out shutter uh, it's a horror streaming service use code hmt at checkout to get a 30-day free trial you've probably heard of shutter um you can also support the podcast if you're going to buy anything on amazon click through the link in the the button in our uh header for horrormovietalk.com it says buy on amazon and we'll get a little tiny taste of that check out our resident artist dustin goble he's a professional artist who fucks so hard thank thank you daddy (laughs) (laughs) he also takes commissions if if you if he fucks you you'll be like oh god Oh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> he also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans, so contact him at dgobel00, that's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram, and make your artistic dreams come true, baby. Tell him HMT sent you. The last thing, um, we did just open a shop on HorrorMovieTalk.com, so you can check out what we have offered there. We got stickers. We might... As of this recording, have T-shirts. I don't know. They're in. They're in the works at the very least. We're getting all the sizes of T-shirts, even it's pretty thick, even <laughs> thick ones, baby. <laughs> all right, that's enough business. Let's get into spoilers. COVID. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, 
I'm excited to talk about talk to the filmmakers of this. Um, I think we're going to talk to. Uh, we haven't recorded the interview yet, but I'm pretty sure we'll have the director and the writer. You watched interviews about this, or you know, you did the horror, Portland Horror yeah, Film Festival. Yeah, there, there's a Q and A after. I don't think I watched all of it, but there was enough that was like I did can you, remember. Did you catch where they filmed it? They filmed it in Portland. Okay. I, I I was gonna say, I was like, oh, that's the fucking hill to OHSU right there. Oh really? I'm I didn't, I didn't almost even certain. When he when he goes careening around those corners, oh, I was like, yeah. that looks like the goddamn hill up to OHSU. Yeah, I, I one of my questions was, was what forest is that that they're running through? And that that might be the answer to it. Yeah, maybe. Um yeah, it's filmed in the Pacific Northwest. That's why it was such a you know, darling of Portland Horror Film Festival. And a lot of the cast Not only is, that, it was just good. Yeah. And a lot of the cast is Portland natives. A lot of there's a couple people that were cast on Grimm, which if you mm. don't if you don't yeah. know is filmed in Portland or was filmed in Portland. Was, I don't think it is anymore. Uh what's his name? Green is from Louisiana. I looked that up. Oh really? Yeah, the hmm. the lead actor of this is uh he's got a very he's got a uh <laughs> smoke show. Uh <laughs> headshot on his imd yeah he, he looks like gambit man he would be a great oh my gambit God, dude dude he is goddamn gambit dude, he's from louisiana yeah mon chéri oh my god dude yeah he, dude he, green if you hear the sound of my voice you're welcome i we expect five percent <laughs> um anyways he's he's great yeah the, the headshot on his IMDb. you control who you get cast as. yeah he, the headshot on imdb does not look very much like what he is in this movie and no it's it's goddamn he's he fucking oh man yeah what's his name oh you know yeah no something green patrick green patrick d green yeah if you guys want to look up patrick d green on imdb uh or i should say you ladies <laughs> he's a real smoke show of a dude uh, uh his picture on there anyway yeah uh yeah patrick green the original director of the original his last name was green i wonder if there's any relation probably not probably not <laughs> green's uh pretty common <laughs> So, yeah, this so it, this this movie opens up with the basically exact same credits as the original. And throughout the whole film, it uses the original soundtrack of the 1962 The Brain That Wouldn't Die. For a moment in the opening credits, I was a little alarmed because I was like, oh, shit, is this the wrong one? Yeah. I, I was like, because it's such. And then I started. I go. I was like, Carrie's like, is this the old one? And I was like. No, there's too many women in the credits for this to be. <laughs> We're good. They're, they're just reenacting. I think I saw Darnell in the credits, so that's not going to fly back then. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like it sets the tone that this is going to be exactly like the original. And then it opens up and it's in color. But really, it's scene. it's a scene by scene remake. And I was shocked at how close it was. Like even you the, went back and watched the. I watched like I was. I wanted to watch the whole movie, but I didn't have yeah. time to because um, I procrastinate. But I watched like the MST three K yeah. best of clips sure. for this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I recognize every scene. So there was a couple lines that I was like, "Well, that's got to be a wink for this one, or that's got to be specific to this one." That weren't. It was in the original. Like. We don't. We're not going to have test tube babies. 
Yeah. That was in the original movie. I'm like, ah, really? She means... <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, so the uh, th- that's actually a pretty, pretty brilliant move for a couple reasons. Um, I was thinking about it, and it, pr- probably a lot, of the, a lot of that soundtrack is public domain by now, so they didn't yeah, have to pay anything the, for it. Yeah, the Brain That Wouldn't Die and the soundtrack are public domain. Brilliant. So, like, yeah. you can... You can stream it on YouTube. Like I could, I could have watched it. Yeah. So you don't automatically you get a great score. Yeah. Uh, that's free. Yeah. Um, the you know what the other movie that does that that like used the original script of a of another movie and then the original lines sometimes were just funny enough on their own hmm. was Airplane. Uh, uh, what? Airplane was based on a movie from the 50s. No shit. That was basically the same story, and they used some of the lines from it that are iconic to Airline, but they airplane. were the original... Uh, I, airline. Air, airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, were to, uh, that were originally in the original one. So, like, the the lines where they're discussing how everyone that ate fish on the plane mm-hmm. is in danger or whatever. That whole like interchange wow. is in the original. I'll be damned. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You can, you can look on YouTube, the, the comparison of air airplane and the original and, and, air, and airline and airline yeah. and, uh, see that. So this is, this is doing the same thing. It's, it's using the same, uh, most of the same script to accomplish the same purpose. Um, so yeah, it starts out pretty generic. Is you got your mad scientist or doctor, um, but you know it starts out like seems pretty reasonable. He's like, hey, there's no danger. This is a dead body. Let me experiment on it. Yeah, to be clear, it's science. two doctors doing uh, doing some sort of surgery on a guy, and they're losing him. They're, yeah. they're losing. Oh no, he's and then he dies. Oh no, and and the the younger man says, ah. Oh, We'd be silly not to do my thing, and they're like, "But why? Have some respect for the dead." And it's like, "Wouldn't it be most respectful to bring him back to life?" And he's got a point, so they let him do it, and lo and behold, he brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. He performs a miracle science, yeah. and it's a father-son doctor yeah. duo. Yeah, they they after they have their after they they have their high five moment. They learn that you learn that. He's real. It's a father son duo. I can't uh-huh. remember the line. What was the line? It was pretty. Thanks, yeah. Dad. I was yeah. like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah. There's there's one of the first. Oh, dude, when when the when he when he makes that incision, <laughs> when he makes that incision in the guy at the, in their first patient patient, he's like, Okay, careful, easy, and then just. Yeah, just a fire hydrant of blood just spurting him in the face and face and face. And then it stops for a moment and the nurse carefully reaches over and dabs a small, <laughs> a, his eyelid. Like, thank you, nurse. And then he makes one more cut and... Yeah. It, and that this, set the tone for the whole thing. I was yeah. like, this is awesome. I'm very happy with this. <laughs> yeah, that's the first gag of the movie and it's pulled off perfect yeah it's it's brilliant exactly right yeah um so yeah it sets sets the tone really early on another one the other gag is when they get out of the operating room they're in their scrubs and they both just rip them off and they're wearing like a full tailored suit yeah almost a tuxedo like one step (laughs) below a tuxedo (laughs) um like i said before it's really reminiscent of reanimator and young frankenstein it's right 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right there in the same tone. Okay, so maybe I'm... Maybe I wasn't watching Reanimator in the right mindset because I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's more Reanimator is more straight. Definitely, okay, okay. it's not it's not like trying to be a comedy, but you could you could say that's a comedy because it's very it borrows heavily from the fifties and sixties tropes of mad scientist, uh, yeah, like kind of well, not fifties, like thirties to sixties. It's like saying like Evil Dead, you or Evil yeah. Dead Two, you could say is a comedy, but it's not. Not straight. Like specifically yeah. trying to be funny. Right, right. There are funny parts in it. Just, yeah. And there are some gags. Wait until you hear next week's Afterpod for a big, big argument on <laughs> what belongs where. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, really great g- gags to talk about. One of the... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, let me see. Yeah, lots of visual gags. So there's stuff like... Um, maybe we can just talk about them all here. Well, I don't know. He's, he's talking about his, um, his fiance. And they're talking about the sexy sex times. And then his fiance leaves and he's like, I'm really, like, pent up. She's really puritanical and you know there's there's manly needs yeah that you know and he says i feel like i'm about to and then it cuts to a champagne bottle popping and it was a it was a very pretty shot too it was a well done close up to uh to to uh bring in the background shot of the champagne right like well done right um and then they they're at this dinner and then um Bill has to go to the country house where his experiments are, and he's taking his fiance with him, and they're going down this windy, windy road, 
and <laughs> while they're driving down there are several road signs that say slow down please for the love of god don't go fast it's a lot here's your, your last chance dope and he's like speeding and then you know rolls over the car and a horrible tragic car accident and he wakes up and looks next to him and his wife's decapitated body is just splurting blood from the next stump. He's like, God damn it. Um, so this is actually, I wanted to talk to you about this because in a couple, a couple, a couple episodes ago, uh, on the after pod, uh, we were talking, you and I, as we do about, uh, about things, risks that you are willing to take that I was not right. And one of them is Bryce. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I have a really good counterpoint. No, this is no, I know what your counterpoint is and it's, it is a solid counterpoint. Uh-huh. Um, so this is a situation where you would decide it's time to put on my seat. Oh yeah. 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 When, when, when the driver is careening Careening. around corners and, uh, and you're obviously like, Hey, maybe you should just slow down. That's when you reach over to put your seatbelt on. But what are situations where Bryce does not wear seatbelts? Um, yeah, if. No one at home, no one tried this at home. Yeah. No one tried this at home. And, and I've been chastised by our patrons. Yeah, you know, and, and rightfully so. Specifically, Jessica, mm. that I need to wear my seatbelt at all times. Sure, I mean, yes, everyone wants to be safe. It's safer to be safe. Let's agree on that. Um, but sometimes, but at what cost? The cost of Bryce's freedom? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's. I'm very much like for this topic. I'm like the the people that complain about wearing masks in yeah. public. Yeah, you are. Um, how dare you make me wear my seatbelt? <laughs> don't don't chime that at me. I almost I really like the fact that my car is like back in the late nineties, two thousands, because it doesn't yell at you for not wearing your seatbelt. Here's a question for you. Okay, here's here's the scenario that I gave, oh, okay. gave yeah, yeah, for yeah, not yeah. wearing the seatbelt. Make sure to answer that. I live about two miles away from my parents, mm-hmm. and if I'm going through, through all, pretty much only neighborhoods, yeah, not even not even. I mean, unless you cop onto that road over there, not even really. Um, yeah, Ninth Artery Aven- Street. Yeah, Ninth Avenue is is a significant street, but not, it's not, not really an artery. It's not a main artery. Yeah. It's like the it's like the main vein that cam- comes off an artery. Yeah, but m- like ninety percent of the travel is in like you know windy cul de sac yeah. type neighborhood uh, suburban neighborhoods. Um, so two miles away, I would go there every day, and I don't really care about wearing a seatbelt for that. Do you relish that moment? Are you specifically like, yeah, not putting on my seatbelt? Feels, well, just, feels I, good. No, I just do the calculation in my head. I was like, eh, do I? I don't really need to wear a seatbelt. And it's and and why do you do that calculation? Is it okay, because so the, this is, is the, the act of reaching over? Is just like, eh, that's too much right now. I don't know. You're realizing what you're realizing the thing, the subtle things that these say about you a little bit here. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. I don't wear my fucking seatbelt. So, no, I mean, I do the calculations uh, like do me, Bryce. I'm going like 20 miles per hour, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's like for a short ride. And there's not going to be people careening around that are going to hit me most likely bryce unsafe at any speed right um <laughs> and i've sat through those yeah, i've that, sat through that like training because i've gotten pulled over for not wearing my seatbelt that before. nader reference yeah. um uh okay so riddle me this 
remember those cars that they made in the 90s or maybe it was the 80s that that would put your seatbelt on for you? Uh-huh. You know, it was like you open the door and the seatbelt goes bleep. Yeah, I had one. I had an Accord that did that. Okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If, if that was the situation, you'd wear your seatbelt all the time. Yeah. Okay, so we've narrowed it down. It's literally... The act of reaching up and pulling down across you, a bridge you know, too far. You know what I hate is like the seatbelt that it gets to the end and then it starts ratcheting up. That's fair. Like, I, I hate that. I yeah, it's, it's, it's not, still worse. It's like being trapped in a grave. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm a big boy, so that happens pretty, pretty often. You know. Uh, so this is, okay, now I'm with you. Now I'm fully on board. Not only not only am I on board, I fucking support you. <laughs> That's all it took, huh? That's all it took. I just needed to understand. That's okay. all I ever ask okay, is just well, make me get me to where you are. Well, I had another counterpoint to like make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, um, all of my cars have airbags. <laughs> so I mean, there's another line of defense. Like, are we just going to say airbags are going to do nothing? Like, really, they're going to be more safe than anything else maybe um and then the other counterpoint is like you ride a motorcycle right mm-hmm. well, i mean that's way more dangerous than not wearing your seatbelt in a car um hey no argument there yeah yeah no no argument there at all yeah. um it's these are all calculated risks like you said yeah. but but now that i understand right. <laughs> it's all it all makes sense now right i just didn't make sense before right Okay, and you understand why I ride a motorcycle because because it's, it's it's a phenomenal experience. Yeah, because it's badass. It's a, yeah, well, no, you want that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I ride around, leave my wife and kids behind. I just think about how little pussy I'm going to get for leaving my wife and kids behind. And you just look at the line in the street, all those boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tickle bitties, uh, machines. They're all just. <laughs> They're all just flashing you. They're just doing the chainsaw tits. Uh, take me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, Anyways, the brain that wouldn't die. <laughs> so uh, they crash the car. She loses her head. He's like, God damn it, another fiance lost to a head, a, a, a car decapitation. So he grabs up the head. And he grabs like the a, head, but he doesn't get the body. He could have both. Well, the body, was the body burned or was that in the original? No, it was just, no, it was just squirting, squirting blood. Yeah. But it was heavy. I mean, it, yeah, not I mean, that he, she was a big girl or anything, but... Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be able to run no. with taking that. So no. he, he, like, he grabs the head like a football and, like, runs down. I kind of prefer, a, like, a little, little meat on those bones anyway. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. So he runs to his lab, and him and his assistant work to save her head, and then it reveals that... She's a head on a table. It's kind of, and it also reveals that it kind of blows to be a head on a table. She's in constant pain. Like, she's just like, oh, end my fucking life. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the great lines, because that's from the original is, let me die. Let 
me die. And in this one, the assistant immediately goes, I think we should listen to her. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, this is a bad, this is an abomination in front of God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And let me just say, she is, she is stellar. Like her ability to be dead on tone, her, the, the, she, she understood what she needed to do to make that character to make fun of that character pay homage to that character make it funny and just the whole experience with her perfect she was dead on yeah yeah she was great especially the laugh like it's pitch perfect i can't i cannot it was so good (laughs) she everything about her performance was dead on yeah and this is this feels so much like a 50s science horror thing because they have beaker Beaker science (laughs) they do have beaker science yeah uh, complete with uh with food coloring and water (laughs) (laughs) even even dried ice yeah uh lots of allusions are made to his not super successful attempts at reviving dead flesh including not the least of all, his assistant's arm is like a mutant his flipper. Flipper is <laughs> a uh, th- th- thalidomide. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, oh, we didn't. We didn't mention on the uh, <laughs> the crash. The <laughs> this is. I find this so funny on the second viewing, like. Because it was just silly, the first viewing, but I realized it would have made, took no effort or cost to do it the other way. They're careening down the hill, and what makes them crash is there is a kitten in the middle of the road. In the movie, I didn't even catch it. In the movie, it's a stuffed toy. (laughs) It's just like a stuffed kitten toy, and I think they might play a sound effect and like, meow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But... It would have taken no effort to have an actual cat, right? Just sit there, but it's like, ah, oh, we we got we got a time time crunch. We can't wait for a cat to just sit calmly for twenty seconds. You know? We got to ask ask the writer. About uh, yeah, we got to do that. But it's such a great. Did you write that in? <laughs> I I will. Um, but that's another great choice. Um, do you have any ever, any favorite moments? There was a lot of really uh, great moments. I think my very, very, very favorite moment of the movie was when he sends his assistant out to get a hooker. (laughs) (laughs) And his assistant comes back with this beautiful... With Lady Marmalade. Emily. er, (laughs) Emily. This beautiful, ebony, gorgeous lady who was black. (laughs) And, And... Full figured. Yeah. Because he gives them the specific instructions to bring. Make sure she got big cans. Yeah. Make sure she's got big titties. And, uh, and so he comes back and, and they're like, he's like, he's like, God damn it. Like, he's like, like, brings him aside and he's like, look, it's not going to work. Why why won't it work? The colors don't match. 
And she was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't know. How, what do you mean? And, 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 uh, that's some racist ass bullshit is what that is. That's some racist bullshit. And he goes, oh, I'm uh, not, my assistant, tell her I'm not racist. And he's like, racist? Well, you did just discriminate her, and, against, <laughs> discriminate her against her based on race. And he's like, well, but it's not. The, you get and it, I was like. As soon as I saw her, I just lost it. That yeah. was <laughs> that was it great. Killed me. It absolutely killed me. And the fact that they had the balls to do something—it's weird that that's a ballsy move now. But I did feel like that it does take some balls, especially shooting in Portland. I don't know. The things are things are fucking whack right now. Yeah, there's there's a couple added scenes that weren't in the original that I think really work and make it better so that i'm pretty sure that's one of them wow that wasn't in there the other scene is the hooker where it goes bad where she attacks him and she runs after him. yeah lots of guns with a shotgun pro gun stuff which is great and then the whole like bar scene is not in the original like where the guy's like like look at that guy i can't remember yeah you look like you need a drink um yeah, so at this point, he begins the search, right? He, he he begins this search for a girl with the perfect body. And and at first, it's brilliant, and it really works. Um, but they do drag it on a little too long. I think even you can admit well, yeah, that I mean, the search for the body is just too much. Yeah, There's that's, too that's where, much. see, that's the thing. That's where the added stuff is. The stuff that they added was more entertaining than the stuff that wasn't added. So Great, the stuff so take that, out the stuff that doesn't work. Right, the stuff that wasn't added was like the whole scene in the burlesque theater yeah kind of thing where the girls are fighting which was a great that was a great cat fight oh that was that was spectacular <laughs> these two burlesque girls uh, uh they he's in the back room with one of them and he's like and his whole the whole problem that he keeps running into over and over again is he needs to not be able to be fingered uh by by anybody you right. know he can't be seen in any of these places he can't, he can't be the be, last person seen with the person he's going to take with a person that he's going to make go missing and uh and so he's in there he's talking to one girl he's about to they're about to take off and then another girl shows up and he's like god damn it and so now he's got to take off he's not interested in having sex with either of them even though they seem to both be all about it uh so like hey, why, i mean not yet why later not, why not just make a truck stop here right um <laughs> <laughs> but uh so so a pit stop and i mean is no you uh, call it a truck stop i mean isn't pit stop more apropos no you go pee in a pit stop at a truck stop you fuck but there's a pit never mind you fuck in the pit uh, there all right so um so yeah he keeps he, these two girls begin fighting over him and they do the most corny uh just it's like it's like it's like a fight turning into a porn scene. Right. Like, very intentionally, like, uh, uh, I'm rolling up. I can't get up. Oh. Yeah. It's, I it's, a, fell over this armoire. I, I Look. dare you to slap my ass. Like, I'm going to smack you right in the butt. And then she's like, Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty funny, too. Um, 
I love, I did like that scene. So they have a and foreign... she keeps referring to her pussy a lot. She's like, yeah. My, can you pet my pussy? And she's like, I hate bringing my cat to work, but I just can't stand the thought of him being at home all alone. Yeah. So a, a majority of this movie is trying to locate the body, and there's some like funny moments where he's like, hmm, because mm. he's realized like it's a funny premise to where like you have your fiance, but you can replace her body with anyone you choose. So, of course, you're going to, yeah. you know, yeah, shop around, a bit. shop around. Yeah. And then he lands on this former acquaintance, acquaintance that's now a pinup model. Yeah. And then the guy that is obvious, an homage to Hugh Hefner, because his name is Hugh. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, kind of like nudges him. He's like, she's pretty great, but her face, you know, <laughs> everything but her head, you know. And he's like, no problem. Not a big deal. She's got a big scar on her face. Yeah. And uh, he promises that he can get rid of that scar for free. And then she's like, oh, why are you being so nice to me? And he's like, and he jokingly is like, well, because I'm going, clearly I'm going to, I'm going to steal you away to my mad scientist lab and take your head off and put on uh, my fiance's hat onto it. And she's like, you're right. I shouldn't. Yeah. I should, tr I should trust you more. <laughs> There's so part of the the um, charm of this movie is the lighting like it's very I mean, it's a very budget movie and they set a lot of tone by these like it's kind of reminiscent of a creep show like the kind of purple lighting or like the colored lighting in the background. It or, is like, reminiscent of creep show. It's also reminiscent of very budget. Right. movies generally the the other thing that that reveals the budget you've ever seen the movie danzig made it looks kind of like that <laughs> did you watch that i watched bits and pieces because i think red letter media like reviewed it oh it's bad and they they like just tore it apart it's but. it's the worst yeah it's the worst <laughs> um the what was i gonna say oh the other revealing thing that that like uh, shows the budget, but is also kind of charming. Is that the cop when he comes to his door? It's very obviously a green screen because you see this like green halo around yeah. everything, you know, and you see like the outdoors in the background. It's obviously like a green screened in, yeah, and it's not. It's like a like a YouTuber or like a accurate. You know, yeah, or like a game streamer, maybe a little bit better than that. Yeah, maybe I don't want to to cry him, but it's uh, there's obviously like a green halo yeah. or like light being broadcast onto him. Yeah, the the other the actual the the one distracting thing for me, uh, ev I most the lighting was a little distracting, but then the the real the green screen didn't didn't really it didn't even enter into my my consciousness almost at all there was one part where it did but um the other big one for me was the door to keep the thing mm -hmm. in. yeah was <laughs> where he bangs on it and the wood comes off looked like <laughs> looked like a door that i made for the shed that i built uh -huh. and that's not saying a lot it's uh yeah. it's a poorly constructed door made by someone who is not a craftsman yeah i mean it's it's a great there's a great moment where the monster so yeah, I guess we didn't set that up. So uh, in the the wife's head is on the table, but there's also like allusions to this monster held in this closet 
in this door that you never get to see until the very, very green end. light seeping out from around the door. And there's just like a little window yeah. that you can open and Feed see them. in. And uh, that little window, <laughs> when the monster is banging on the door, like the frame that held the little door like popped off. So it was very obvious that it was just like glued on or something like that. Yeah. And it was that I mean it's charming. It's like it was funny cuz yeah. you see the you see the seams. The set designer was kind of like I have to return some videotapes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I got to go. So my favorite scene was the full scene is great. So the the cop comes and like confronts him and and he the bill like basically shoes him away or whatever and it's not a big deal and then when the cop like investigates a little i more, knew this was going to be because this was my second favorite with the other cop it's the same cop oh i was talking oh about- no 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 yeah there's that there's that moment okay, too okay. no there's uh <laughs> yeah that's a pretty great moment too <laughs> he compliments the the junior cop and there's this like three mississippi and he's like thanks thanks <laughs> He's so overjoyed. Yeah. So no, the the main detective come back comes back and confronts Bill again at the house with like all the evidence that he has of that it's definitely him that had that crash and that dead body that was definitely his fiance. Yeah. And Bill is being polite or whatever. Yeah. And he so the full Let's see, what is it? I can't remember what comes first. But there's a great, like, l- sequence of lines where the cop is like, you're going to get fingered. I'm going to finger you good. And like Your dad fingered you, and he fingered you real good. You hear? He didn't have to, but he fingered you. And then it, Bill was like, can you please stop, stop saying, saying fingering? <laughs> can you stop saying that? Fingered. Um, and then he caps it off with my favorite line of the whole movie, which made me burst out in laughter the first time i saw it and it still worked the second time was uh he was trying to you know shut the door on the cop and usher and like shoo him away yeah and he's like so you know if you don't have if you're not going to arrest me i would ask you kindly sir to fuck off yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was pretty good I'll, I'll try to i'll try to get the actual clip that, and, was, uh, that was great. But it's... No, you did it. You did the... You did it. I have nothing more to say to you. Now, unless you have an arrest warrant, I would kindly ask that you fuck off. <laughs> Just like the shift in tone to like a modern... Yeah. It was pitch perfect. Yeah, it was, it it was, was pretty great. Good. So this, th- this was a, a fairly simple movie. So you might forgive us if our review doesn't last a, a real long time because it's... I mean, we've kind of covered most of it. Um, but I mean, at this point, how do, how do we, how, how does it end? Um, so the, the head on the table, his, his fiance is able to kind of like mind meld with this monster and get him to crash through the door yeah. and attack. And he kind of pushes him down and then there's like a beaker of acid yeah. that falls on Bill's face, which is actually a great, great effect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pouring comes- water onto a camera looks cool. Well, pour water onto a camera, and then it does the reverse shot of, like, the skull melting away. And it was legit, like, a great special effect. Yeah, it was It was good practical effects on that. I almost forgot to mention that every time she's... So she's hatched her diabolical plan to escape, and she... And every time she, she wants to punctuate it, she goes... Ha 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 ha! Ha 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 
she does that. That killed me every time. Every yeah. time she laughed, I was like, "Yes, this is brilliant." Yeah. So, I think the the filmmakers asked me not to completely spoil the ending ending. Yeah. But uh, they tack on a little more than what the original has. The original ends with the monster carrying away the pinup model, mm-hmm. and that just goes to black. And there's a little more. As not yeah. There's another Don't gag. Say anything, there's man. another gag, and then yeah. there's another ending. So it's it's great. So I would really encourage you if there's a film festival that is going to include the brain that wouldn't die. It is worth it to go see. And yeah, and you know support uh, support this uh, independent horror. You know, yeah. Because C- I was just a. <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. <laughs> Rocking and a rolling. A happy camper. So now, well, I mean, I guess we should say who who uh, who oh, yeah. should see this. Yeah, final recommendation for this would be, um, man, if if you're a fan of comedy, um, this isn't. There's not. There's not so many horror elements to this. It's. It's mostly an homage, so don't expect to be scared or anything like that. Yeah. Um, if you like old B movies oh from like the sixties and fifties, hole in one. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely see this one. Hey, you know, also if you're if you're from the Pacific Northwest, this will feel very local. Yeah, <laughs> this will feel local as fuck. So yeah, go go check it out. So now. We are pleased to welcome to the show and talk to the filmmakers of The Brain That Wouldn't Die 2020. Derek Carl, the director, and Hank Huffman, the producer and writer. So excited to get to talk to you guys about this film. Um, had a great time watching it and reviewing it. Um, so and thanks, for, thanks for having us. Welcome, studio audience. Give them a great round of applause. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so where, where are you guys calling from? I am in Brooklyn, New York right now. Sweet. Oh, geez. How's that? Uh, it's better now. We got through the worst of it, for sure. Oh, good. Um, but I basically haven't left my bedroom in four months, so it's been <laughs> and, interesting. And that's the voice of Derek, just FYI, everyone. And H- Hank, let's. where are you calling in from? I am uh, calling from Portland, Oregon. Oh, sweet. Just, to, just across the river. Yeah, we're in uh, we're in Vancouver, Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not far at all. Yeah. So, um, the the brain that wouldn't die was was filmed. Was it all filmed in Portland, or just most of it? All of it. Awesome. Well, ninety nine point nine percent. There were like two <laughs> quick little shots that I did in my apartment here. Oh, nice. But uh, um, like a couple years after the main production while i was editing but uh yeah most of it was in portland what made you uh what made you choose portland well uh i used to live in portland uh and i will again pretty soon here i'm moving back uh, at the end of the month but um i just uh had a lockdown context in portland and hank was still living in portland at the time and um uh, it just made sense to to head back and work with the people that I, I knew really well. And then on top of that, it's just way cheaper to film in Portland than it is to film here in New York. Uh, we got, we got a, we filmed in like this old warehouse that they used to use for like bingo nights or something. And we were able to build a couple 
uh, different sets. And we got the whole place for like a thousand a month. And here in New York, it would have been at like a thousand, maybe two thousand a day Whoa. for that kind of place. Wow. So it wouldn't have been possible to do it here. So how long was the shoot? It was uh, 18 days of filming. Oh, nice. I got to know, uh, where did your inspiration, like, well, I guess I guess a better question was, uh, how was this this project, this movie, how was it born? Uh, did you decide that you wanted to make a remake of The Brain That Wouldn't Die, and then you decided you wanted to make it funny? Or did you decide you wanted to make a funny movie and then go, yeah, The Brain That Wouldn't Die? Hmm. Uh so the brain that wouldn't die has been one of my favorites since I first, I was probably eight or nine. The first time I saw it, uh, seeing the mystery science theater, right. 3000 version that you could rent like individual episodes from blockbuster back then. Uh And my, uh, my mom rented that and, uh, the mystery science theater movie, the yeah. theatrical film where they watch uh, this island earth. But anyway, I, I brain that wouldn't die was uh, one of the few mystery science uh, selections that I legitimately loved the movie and would later <laughs> own it without the robots commentary. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I honestly think the inspiration was watch it was finally watching uh, Gus Van Sant's Psycho remake, which is like the oddest choice <laughs> anybody's ever made <laughs> to do a shot for shot remake of Hitchcock. You're almost admitting up front that. That nobody would do it better <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're just trying to recapture the exact same lightning in the same bottle but he would add little touches like, yeah it's like no he's masturbating in case you couldn't, <laughs> didn't, you couldn't get that subtle <laughs> because that's what the original was missing i think we right. can all agree that <laughs> you're like this is good but if vince fawn was uh, masturbating in this movie that would cinch it <laughs> yeah the uh the, but, yeah. i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say that i the i thought it would be funny for somebody to approach the brain that wouldn't die with the same reverence gus van sant had for psycho <laughs> it absolutely it absolutely was it, it you guys pulled it off like uh it was at f- like we're not uh, typically huge fans of independent horror and so i was sitting down to this kind of going uh i don't know and then the first scene just hooked me and i was i was there (laughs) for the rest of the thing and i was like this is this is fabulous and um and by the way this island earth uh are are you cooking in there no are you making an interocitor (laughs) No. <laughs> you know, that's another movie that could use a remake. Quite yeah. honestly, I, I think that's a pretty neat movie. And Mystery Science Theater does that one a little bit dirty with the editing. <laughs> uh, they make it seem like a more ridiculous movie than it is when you take, you know, a good 15 minutes out of it. <laughs> So, um, 
So you guys are doing the festival circuit right now. What's the upcoming showings and upcoming festivals that you're planning for? Well, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird time to be going to festivals right, right? now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one uh, that we were supposed to be going to is the Newport Beach Film Festival, um, Newport Beach, California. Uh, it's a really big, prestigious one. We're excited about it. But uh, Gavin Newsom just shut down all the theaters again. Mm. So we haven't got the official word yet, but we're kind of predicting that it's going to be uh, either delayed or canceled or put online like the Portland Horror Film Fest was. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, any of the ones that are overseas, I think it's a fair... Yeah. bet that we won't be going to those either so yeah yeah there's there's another one that we're not allowed to uh, announce yet but uh we won't be able to attend that unfortunately <laughs> so go ahead and announce it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> we were going to can but you know unfortunately <laughs> I got a question how uh how much did Mel Brooks factor into your uh your efforts on this in your inspirations. Yeah. I think the easiest way to explain to the actors what we were going for was to reference young Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, that, that was the easiest in for a lot of people to, to get what we're going for. Cause it's not a common type of script to come across. I don't think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they got it. They got no, it. I mean, when I, when I was watching it and, and writing up the, review for for this film those were the that was the number one uh film that came up uh was young frankenstein it just felt really really similar in tone and reverence for the source material and then also it reminded me um a little less but a little bit about um reanimator which is yeah. kind of kind of over the top yeah. and tongue-in-cheek um so yeah i mean it really yeah. comes across great um Reanimator was definitely an influence, and that actually kind of was the tipping point for making us want to make a, a color version of the brain that wouldn't die instead of uh, black and white, which everyone seemed to expect we were going to do. Yeah. No, it's and great. You, it's in Technicolor. When you see uh, Bill's serum, when you see him holding the syringe, it's a, a glowing green yeah substance that's right out of reanimator right and a yeah. million other yeah yeah was that an Side. after effect how, how did you achieve that like glowy sort of because because it, it looked it looked like it was intentionally uh uh highlighted it was it was uh, a special effect that i did in post so um, mini lightsaber yeah yeah <laughs> it's literally exactly what it was like i am not a special effects person myself i am a, a pro editor but uh not necessarily special effects so i looked up a tutorial of how to do lightsabers and that's how i did that <laughs> it added to the ambiance of the whole thing i gotta say i was like <laughs> yeah well derek had a good point which is that this Serum ends up playing a significant enough role where beyond just the illusion to reanimator and similar films, you, you really want them to notice, notice it as a specific substance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we made it, made it glow to bring a little bit more attention to itself. Yeah. So I noticed, and I know I, I listened to some of the after, 
um, panel interview on Portland Horror Film Festival. Um, so actually, first, before I get into that, um, I just want to say attending Portland Horror Film Festival, your guys' movie was absolutely the most enjoyable for me. Um, oh, thank you. As as like a, you know, a streaming event, it was very easy to get distracted and just like have yeah. read it up as the films were going in the in another window. But your yeah. yours definitely held my attention the most. Um, and one of the things that, that you said in the panel interview was about the budget. And <laughs> it's so impressive <laughs> to me that the original budget for The Brain That Wouldn't Die was around 60000 I think it says, on IMDb. And mm-hmm. yours was 80000 So right. with inflation, the original would have been around half yeah. a million dollars compared yeah. to $80,000. Yeah. So it's really impressive how much of that budget was spent on beakers <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly little amount uh, uh in all seriousness uh the vast majority of our budget went to just paying cast and crew and um so in terms of beakers our uh, production designer tiffany Ayers, she did so much with almost no money it was very impressive yeah it was great i mean even <laughs> it's funny it's uh, you guys picked a perfect movie to to remake because it's not like the sets were super elaborate on the original. No, you know, no. There's there's a amazing thing with you know if you're making a low budget movie, making a an intentionally B movie, it's it's a good way to go because um, you know the sparse sets just lends to the style. Um, any mistakes you make, anything that you know you had to rush through in production, <laughs> just adds to the style. Right. You know. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it the, all just kind of helps in the end. The period piece is less helpful to that end. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding, man. I, I, you had all these classic cars all over the place. Yeah, that one um, That one we got a little creative with. So um, myself and uh, two of our producers, uh, Daniel Tracy and Alex Tiefenthaler, uh, they, uh, we went down to, um, there's a local car show in Portland and we just went down there and started handing out flyers and all the cars that you see in the movie are people that just volunteered and, and let us use them for free. Oh, sweet. You know, I'm really glad that, um, so much of the budget went to the actors and the crew because I, that was, that was my next question is how did you get such a fucking solid cast i mean i mean patrick green killed in the like yeah (laughs) i was so fucking impressed with his performance i like hank and i have talked about this multiple times we're like if any single person in our film had told us no we would have been screwed (laughs) like we we didn't have any alternatives like we're like this is exactly the one person who's going to be perfect for this (laughs) and across the board everyone said yes for some weird reason even though like we didn't really have much work to to show for ourselves we didn't like people weren't clamoring to work with us at the time (laughs) we got really lucky in that the very first short film we made the handful of people we happened to work with were involved in every subsequent project we've done and even uh uh an actor friend of ours uh jeffrey newman he has uh uh he was given his pick of the litter when it came to who do you want to be in this movie 
and he he ended up playing the blind street preacher if you recall <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah he got the upside, sign is upside down yeah he uh he was he just about cast the movie i mean he point he he's been doing it a long time and he uh if i'm not mistaken he was the one who recommended rachel yeah uh play yeah, jan I, in the pan i was just asking him like because he's been acting in portland for a long time and we didn't know a ton of actors so i was like you know if you got any recommendations let us know he uh recommended rachel uh and patrick and uh, a couple other people who I'm blanking on now. Um, and I think Robert he, he, Blanche. And Robert Blanche and Mia Allen. The, and so he cast like the main cast. The only one we knew from before from working with before was uh, Jason Reynolds, who played Kurt. The 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 casting. I mean, and I mean, uh, in terms of of casting, like, first of all, they were all great, great actors and actresses, but. Um, Rachel uh, Peril Foskett, who was the who was the head uh, or the uh, the brain, uh, she was a dead ringer for the original movie, and her yeah. delivery, her delivery of the laughter killed me. I yeah, mean, it slayed me to every be, time. To be honest, um, I didn't cast anyone based on like the way they looked compared to the original. Um, cast uh, Rachel's just a phenomenal actress mm -hmm. and has proven so. She's gone on to do like legit Hollywood stuff um, since our project. But um, I remember we we did a Kickstarter to raise money for this, and I was putting pictures of the cast and the original people side by side. I was like, oh damn, Rachel <laughs> and the original actress look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it was subconscious or if it was just coincidence, but. Uh, it definitely wasn't intentional. No, that's all. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going through the cast in my mind and I can't think of one that's not perfect in the role. Like usually you see in, in the, like indie horror movies, like some guy that you point out and you're like, that guy's a community theater guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he was available. That's why he's in here. And yeah. these are all, I mean, just phenomenal. We also discussed on the, uh, even um, down to all the whores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did look out where even the smallest bit parts are played by really competent actors. Yeah. 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 We, we discussed on the podcast that we think that uh, Patrick Green would make a great Gambit if they made a Gambit movie. Oh, my God. Ooh, I can see that. I like it. <laughs> From Louisiana? Like, it's a dead ringer, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. And his headshot mm. on IMDb is all, you know. It's oh, Gambit. yeah. It's very He's Gambit got that head shape, yeah. <laughs> um, what? So, speaking a little bit more about the budget, there was two questions I had around that. Um, number one, just the, you know, you're talking about it was easy in terms of like intentionally making a B movie to let something slide. The one that I thought was a great touch was the, uh, the green screen halo in the, the doorway with the, the cop <laughs> talking to, to uh, yeah. Bill the first time. <laughs> That's definitely one of those. It wasn't planned, but we could let it slide. Right. <laughs> and then we just, uh, kind of rushed and didn't do a great job with the, uh, the green screen. <laughs> And uh, it struggled with it in post, and we're like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> yeah, it worked to its to its uh, benefit, I think. Yeah, I do too. And then the other one that was definitely more intentional is the uh, 
the stuffed cat on the roadway as opposed to <laughs> the real cat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it just a choice of like, we don't want to work with real animals or this is just going to be funnier if it's a stuffed cat? Uh, I think it was a combination of, of the two. Um, just trying to get a cat in the road. And then I, I wanted to be able to see the car approaching it. So there's oh, no right. way to do that safely. Yeah. And then at some point, we were like, what if it's just... We do something really silly. What road we was do that? get a real cat in the movie, though. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, pussy. Watching the cat fight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, well, what road was that? By the way, do you, where uh, or whereabouts was that road that that he was careening about on? Because because uh, I have a theory. Uh, I have a theory. Was oh, that okay. near OHSU? Uh, no, uh, I know what area you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, you know. Very similar. Uh, this is uh, West Union Road. Um, out the area, it's like Helvetia, uh, outside of Hillsboro. Oh, oh, so like kind of Germantown Road. Yes, area? exactly. Yeah, that's what my yep, wife yeah. said. Damn it! Damn her! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we go oh, ahead. Sorry. We had Hank had a family friend who uh, let us shoot out at the property. So all the stuff in the woods and all the roads out there was all out there. Nice. Which was really, uh, it was kind of emotional for me because their property, that's where I would make little home movies growing up. And so to go back there with a, you know, full casting crew. Wow. I think we scared them because Hank was like, called him up, was like, hey, I want to film something. Can we use your property? And they agreed. And then we showed up with like 20 cars (laughs) at their place. And they're like, what did we get ourselves into? They were used to like three 14 year olds making a Mortal Kombat fan film. I see. (laughs) As one does. As one does. (laughs) Um, Do do either of you have a a next project uh, that you're interested in working on any or, you know, aspirations or what's next? Oh, we have man. about 12 projects we hope yeah. to work on. <laughs> he, he's not even exaggerating. Like we we started uh working on the brain 4 years ago. We wrapped production al- almost 4 years ago. Um it was uh November 2016 when we wrapped wow. and we've just been brainstorming since. So we got we got a lot. Nice. Maybe the most applicable would be the the Trumpy, the pod people. Oh, idea. Tr- tr- a Trumpy Dumpy? Yeah, that that was one of my other favorite mystery science. That was one of mine, too. That, oh, man. And that's also one of their strongest episodes, just yeah. in terms yeah. of the, uh, the, the uh, wow, Trumpy, you can do stupid things. This <laughs> is <laughs> just about the funniest thing. And, uh, and, it's called evil, kid. <laughs> and Mitchell. I, Mitchell is probably uh, my 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 best one that I yeah I can't, can't wasn't that without. right before the brain that wouldn't die I think that was uh, Joel's last episode you know I don't I don't I don't have a real strong memory for the for, for the chronological order of them I just would watch them on Saturday mornings on Sci-Fi you know like yeah as I'm sure you yeah. did as well but um yeah so um what what was your guys' yeah. uh, favorite gag in the movie because there's so there's so many great ones Ooh, um i think my my favorite shot in the whole movie is 
um, during the flashback when Bill and Jan are staring lovingly into each other's eyes, love at first sight. And in the background, out of focus, there's an explosion and you see Kurt <laughs> flailing around, yeah. having just lost his arm. Yeah. That was good. Uh, I think my favorite, it happens twice. Um, but it's the uh, uh, tearing away the the lab coats to reveal oh, the three yeah. piece suits. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> oh man, that that opening scene, um, the opening scene with the surgery just killed me. I, yeah. I, I you oh, it opened it so strong uh, that, and it's a really smart move as an as an independent movie to do something that hooks people so early and just gets them to go oh yeah i'm not gonna surf around on netflix for something else i'm here like i'm i'm very happy to hear you say that that's actually a scene i, I struggled with a little bit in editing so it's it's good to hear that uh it worked for you yeah it landed no the timing was perfect on that one speaking speaking of which what was there any particular scene that was really hard to film or or was stressful for the production to pull off <laughs> Um, the, the day we were filming where Bill, uh, has the head wrapped up in the coat and he's running around the field. Um, it was pouring rain oh. and we weren't prepared. So the whole crew was just drenched and we didn't adequately, uh, fill out our, uh, shot list that day. And so they were like, I think someone called like martini shot, like we're almost done. And I'm like, uh, sorry guys, actually I'm going to need like several more shots and so we were out in the rain for like a couple hours longer than we were supposed to be um so they weren't very happy with me that day but i think it was worth it i have i i have two more questions what about you um no i think i'm i'm good you just mentioned shot list and then you said martini shot and these are lingo that i'm not familiar with at all what are you talking about um so a shot list is just uh with the uh, um cinema cinematographer and uh, our ad we we kind of lay out all the shots um that, that we get that day yeah just so we can kind of schedule you know how many production days we're gonna need um and um the martini shot <laughs> i am uh it's it's been so long. I, I'm blanking now. It's either the last shot of the day or the second to last shot of the day. I'm, mm. I'm blanking now. I think it's the last shot of the day when you're on set. Um, you call this is martini shot, meaning we're we're one shot away from getting drinks. Are the all the shots named? Is there like a German chocolate cake <laughs> shot? <laughs> we should start that. Okay, so that's a no. I was that. I was honestly asking. the fiftieth take is the golden <laughs> shot, golden shower yeah. shot. Um, so it's, coffee shot is the first shot in the morning. There you go. Yeah, the espresso shot. The espresso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, did it, did you do you guys have any have anything that you wish people asked you on these sorts of things? Oh man, what do you think, Hank? I'm trying to think. Uh, anything you don't get to share and and uh, and wish that you just could get out. One thing um, that. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting that hasn't come up yet is uh, up until um, filming, 
I had watched the original Brain That Wouldn't Die one time in my life. <laughs> uh, and was that the just, was that the Mystery Science Theater one or no, the actual movie? Uh, I uh, I've only watched the Mystery Science Theater once after we were done um, filming. Oh wow! Uh, wow. But uh, I. And to this day, I've only seen the original like three or four times, but going into it. Um, so the one time I watched it, Hank called me up and was like, Hey, I have this film idea, but you need to watch a movie first. And he told me to watch Brandon Wind die. It's, it's just on YouTube. I watched it and I called him right back and I was like, it's kind of a bad film, but I love it. Right. And he goes, that's exactly <laughs> the response I wanted because I've written a remake of it. Um, <laughs> And after that, like, uh, Hank was the exact opposite. He's watched it so many times. He had it, like, on a loop, <laughs> listening to it as a podcast. Um, and I I just wanted to be able to, like, visually do my, my own thing. I didn't want to be, you know, beholden to whatever they had done in theirs. And so I thought it was a good mix of Hank having knowing it super well and me coming into it with fresh eyes. That would be a good mix of, like making it our own while being true to the original. Um, I don't think many people will believe me though, because in editing, when I was putting together that little montage during the credits, like matching up our shots with the original, uh-huh. it, it kind of surprised me how easy that was to do. <laughs> so many of the shots turned out to be similar to what was in the original. It, it's so similar that it's kind of odd. It's not exact. Like you, yeah. it, I, I would think if I didn't know any better, I would think, why did they get it so close and then stop at a point <laughs> right. instead of, you know, going the little extra? Because it, yeah, it's it's odd how how much it can look like a shot for shot at times. Yeah, it feels like a loving homage or a tribute or a tribute kind of where you know the the vast majority of 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 the whole thing is is there the and but you know i mean then you you take you take liberties as you need and then mm-hmm. it should have been shot for shot and then just have one scene of the main character masturbating <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been perfect um i'm writing that down for our next one yeah thank you yes please do that um and then just my final question is uh, when and where will people be able to watch this yeah when's it when do you think it's going to be wide release and and what kind of plans do you have for that Oh, man, Uh, that is completely up in the air because of the whole pandemic situation. Um, We um, are not allowed to or or at least we don't want to release it uh, widely until after the festival Mm -hmm. um, circuit is complete. And the festival circuit just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, We actually got word that one that we had applied to is not even going to happen until August of 2021. So it could be a very, very long festival run potentially. Um, That being said, if it's just a couple outliers that are that long away, we don't want to wait that long. We want people to be able to see it. So we'd probably just drop out of those. Yeah. If that was the case. Yeah. uh, Because I I imagine there's some hype building around it and you want to take advantage of that. So you guys get in contact with us when, uh, you know, when you have a better idea of, you know, of when it's going to come out and where it's going to come out and, and we'll plug it for you. Uh, oh, thank I you. appreciate that so much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We appreciate we appreciate good independent horror. 
Well, I hope people like it as much as you guys, Uh, because we there have been times where we've gotten really nervous, wondering if there is an audience for this kind of thing. I think there. I I mean, there's a void left by Mel Brooks no longer making movies, and this is such a such a dead ringer for for his brand of comedy and, and Bravo. Like I, I really enjoyed it. So I think you guys did a great job. Yeah. Well, we gladly accept the mantle of being the new Mel, <laughs> Mel Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now don't disappoint us <laughs> ever. Uh, so, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and uh, talking with us, and we we really appreciate your labor of love and and uh, you know it's I know you guys have been waiting a lot waiting a long time to get this um in front of people and and i really hope you um i wish you success on the festival runs and hope to see this in on amazon or streaming services everywhere soon because uh, i think it's great yeah thank you so much we really appreciate it yeah this Thanks was for great <laughs> well that was great thanks so much to to Derek and or Hank for uh, coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. We sure do appreciate the uh, the interview. We really love your movie and uh, hope to have you back sometime. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into taglines. Taglines. Taglines is a game where we come up with alternate taglines for the film we're reviewing um, that we think are a little uh, better suited. Well, you know, they can be funny. They can be, man, mostly, mostly they're just, they just show how, mm, how yeah, mostly they're bullshit. like, like we talk a big game about, oh, this should have been this way or that yeah. way. But then you ask us to write a fucking tagline for a movie <laughs> and it's like, oh, these guys are retarded. <laughs> so, you know, take everything we say with a grain of salt because we're just idiots. Okay. How many do you got? Uh, one, two, three, four. Okay. So we're even. Um, my first tagline. Um, the brain that wouldn't die. They saved the worst part, her brain and voice. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Going to get some hate for that All one. Right. Can't shut us down. We're independent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only stop listening. Please don't stop listening. Don't stop listening, for love of God. Um, you're going to... I feel so bad for saying this. Mm, okay. okay. All right. The brain that wouldn't die. Don't lose your head. <laughs> oh, I feel so oh, bad. Boy. <laughs> One of the Bryce. better quality taglines. Can you can you kill kill me? Okay. The, bra- <laughs> oh. the brain that wouldn't die. When I said I wanted her to give me head, I didn't mean this. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> After that last one, I just. What do you want me to do? Uh, I've assessed the situation and I'm leaving. I'm sure they ramp up from there. I'm sure they just keep getting better and better. I think they do. Okay. I, you got nowhere to go but but up. The brain that wouldn't die. Making killing hookers great again. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's all right. The brain that wouldn't die. The best movie about a beheading since Hereditary. 
<laughs> not not wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, the head that the oh the, the brain the that head that wouldn't die the brain that wouldn't die proving that Bryce should wear a seatbelt. <laughs> Uh, my last one, the brain that wouldn't die. No animals were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> it's that little stuffed kitten. Little kitty. Yeah. Uh, the head that wouldn't die. Could you fuck a head? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> yes. Asking for a friend. Yeah. I mean. That was the hard one because for my original one, I was like, they saved the worst part. The brain and the mouth. I'm like, mm, mouth's not the worst part. Not the worst. And I mean, her the- yapping <laughs> up top. <laughs> How did we high five at different times? I like it. I like this double high five thing we got going. I got two hands, bro. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just sit like two feet away from each other, just yeah, really gazing, close, gazing into each other's eyes. I've actually been thinking about how we could uh, how we could like reorganize the room so that it was like a quote unquote podcast setup room, <laughs> and it kind of it kind of revolves around that table there. And yeah, we got to get rid of that desk. Oh no, no, I was saying re- it revolves around that table. So like, take out the if there's a back of it, take out the back of it and put one of us at one side facing. So, you know, so we're kind of like this, so we can kind of like look diagonally at each other across the desk and, and kind of have that desk in the middle. Then, you know, camera set up, looking that way, looking that way. If we, if at some point yeah. we were able to get cameras and yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out for, for video. I think, you know, honestly, the, probably the easiest setup is, uh, it's not far from what you're saying, but the two bears, one cave mm. or the the mommies whatever yeah so just they're they're like studio b where mm-hmm. it's just a desk with right. a tv behind it right like that's a pretty common thing they're just sitting across from each other talking yeah and it utilize, you that way you can probably save some money by just doing one camera yeah i think they both i think they have a three camera setup they, with they that. do but yeah but you can do it with one could. camera yeah yeah anywho yeah so sign up for Patreon so we can do a video podcast. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. It's gonna, it's gonna take some money. <laughs> oh, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting Horror Movie Talk. If you want to support it more monetarily, check out HorrorMovieTalk.com. We got a couple ways you can help us. Our shop, the link to our Patreon. Check that out. The link to Amazon if you're going to buy anything for your quarantine. Uh, also, um, if you want to support some great um, supporters of the show, use code HMT at checkout for Shutter.com to get a 30-day free trial. And please send some love to Dustin Goble at dgobel 0 on Instagram, at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Follow him and check out his art. And, you know, throw him some ducats to do a custom job. Like, you'd be surprised at uh, how affordable it would be. Yeah, Dustin, he really he really fucks. Yeah. So that's it for today. Um Thanks, bye. Yeah, we love you. Bye. Bye 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 bye.